Hello guys and happy Margarita Monday. I am so freaking excited to finally sit back down and talk with you guys on the podcast today. We just won the party, call me tequila Caitlin. Oh shit. We have been at MIA for quite some time now, and of course, you guys deserve an explanation. And to be honest, I fucking suck for not giving it to you sooner. This isn't an excuse. Long story short, Vlogmas has taken over my brain, and I accidentally kind of put the podcast and the Instagram and everything on the back burner for me. And that's definitely no excuse. I shouldn't have done that, but <laughs> we're about to dive into this. But being a YouTuber, especially during Vlogmas, is hectic, okay? And I'm so sorry, but I'm back today. And this is actually a solo episode. It is just going to be me today to dive into all of the YouTuber secrets, YouTuber drama, things that you don't know, things that you want to know, specifically stuff about Vlogmas or just in general YouTuber life. Like, how do you become a YouTuber? Like, what is it like? Brand deals. How much money do I make? All the things we are going to dive into today. And it's just going to be you and I chit-chatting. Even today, if you want to know the tea, I am recording a Vlogmas. So Vlogmas day six. I'm also recording and having to edit this podcast episode today for it to go up tomorrow for you guys. Well, you know, today, Margarita Monday, that you're listening to this. And I'm also recording a second video within that first video that's going to go up later this week. So today alone is busy, let alone all of Vlogmas and preparing for Vlogmas and just YouTuber stuff in general. There's a lot more to it than people think. So we're just going to dive right into your guys' questions because since Allison and Kaylin aren't here, there's really no updates from them and we're not going to play a game. We're just going to dive into this, do this little Q&A. I asked you guys to ask me questions on my Instagram, which is underscore M-U-H-R-I-S-A-H, or you guys can, you know, ask questions. Sometimes we post them on the actual Kiss My Glass Instagram, which is Kiss My Glass underscore podcast. In no particular order, the first question says, what do I really think of my fan base? Genuinely, I fucking love you guys. Like even when I was talking to Allison and Caitlin about doing the podcast in general, Allison specifically, and I know Caitlin feels the same way, but Allison specifically was like, I'm really excited for this because I love your fans. And I know that this will be really cool because they're chill as fuck. And that's the truth, y'all. Y'all are always, always, always like sliding in my DMs on Instagram. And you guys always comment. You guys call me out. You expose me. We just have a fun time. You guys are on my my Finsta, which I post like a lot of like funny stuff on. And you guys are dying at that kind of stuff. My stuff on my YouTube channel. You guys are always commenting and just being so supportive and uplifting and just informational. Like anytime I ask you guys for like help or advice or things that I want to know you guys come in clutch okay I've learned so many things from you guys and also just having you guys as a support system for me has been amazing these what six years I guess I maybe I should have done like an intro on myself as a youtuber before I dove into all of this but hello my name is Marissa Nicole if you are new to this podcast this is kiss my glass with your co-host Marissa Nicole myself and my two best friends Allison and Caitlin I have been doing YouTube since middle school I have a whole other channel that you guys hopefully know nothing about in these videos do not exist anywhere. Honestly, I think there's two other channels and I hope you guys never find them because <laughs> I was atrocious, but I've been doing YouTube for forever. My current channel that I'm on, I started my freshman year of college and it's just been growing. And right now we're sitting at, I think like 35,000 subscribers, which is freaking amazing in and of itself. But through my years, I have learned so much about YouTube, how to do things better, or even just like how things work, how other t- YouTubers work, what's going on in like the business side of things to think that YouTube can actually actually be like a career is crazy to me. Like there's so many things. There's just so much that when I started this in middle school, sitting in my bedroom or something with my laptop screen as my recorder, 
did I ever think that any of this would happen? But even just to do this as a hobby and get to connect with all of you guys on a daily basis, going back to the question of what I think of my fans is absolutely insane for me. I especially love the name that you guys picked out in general of just being like the Margs or the little Margs because of course I love margaritas. This is Kiss My Glass inspired by margaritas. I love the name. I think it's so fitting. And sometimes, you know, the YouTubers that I watch when they have little names for their fandoms, like some of them are cringy to me and some of them are like really cute and some of them I love, but little Margs, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I might be biased, but I love it. But I'm sure you guys already know this, but some of the tea is like some YouTubers don't fully appreciate their fans or their fandom or whatever. Like those people literally pay your bills. Like you would not be able to be living the life that you live without them. And sometimes when they don't show that kind of appreciation or they're just always like flaunting stuff or not saying like, thank you, or just not even saying that, you know, they love their viewers or involving their viewers or whatever it may be, the list goes on, just kind of shocks me and doesn't make me want to be a viewer anymore. So then I'm shocked at like how they are still having a fan base if they're not even a priority for that YouTuber. The next question is when you make enough money from YouTube, will you quit your quote unquote normal job? In my head, I think of that as being like the dream, but also in my head, I don't know if I would physically be able to do that because I think that I would miss just the daily general interactions that I get from like working in a normal job. I'm a very extroverted, like outgoing person and to just be in my house, like maybe by myself or to really never interact with people on a normal basis, I think would like fuck with me low key. And there's also a part of me that Griffin always gets mad at for, but like part of me doesn't even think that I'll ever really get there. I'm not... It's not that I don't have goals in life or it's not that I don't have, you know, milestones that I want to hit, but there's also a part of me that just enjoys what I'm doing and I'm not really doing it to like grow. I just really like doing what I do. I like making videos. I like documenting memories. I like posting them on YouTube and I like hanging out with you guys. I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, I want to reach a million. I want to reach blah, blah, blah. I've even told people that I'm okay. Even if I reach like 100,000, 200,000, like that would be like mind blowing to me. And I'd be totally fine with chilling there. And I don't know if I would ever want to be like a total full-time YouTuber. I feel like I would always have to have some sort of a side job or something just to like keep me busy and to keep me grounded in the real world. Because I feel like a lot of YouTubers that do YouTube full-time lose that like grasp of reality of like, this is not what normal people do. And this is not what normal people deal with on a daily basis. As a whole, I feel like YouTubers have lost a some sort of a sense of a grasp on reality once they get so big. And I feel like I would never want to lose that. And I'd want to stay my like frugal, money saving, normal, chilling kind of bitch. The next question is what's been the collab that has paid me the most? That's an interesting question because obviously if you guys don't even know how like YouTube and making money works. You can make money from a lot of different avenues. The main one would be like monetization of your YouTube videos. So when people are watching your videos, they're watching ads and you make money off of that. You get paid directly from YouTube or like Google AdSense technically is what my paychecks come from. And then you can make money from actually like working with brands. So when I do like a sponsored segment or if a brand sends me a product and wants me to talk about it in a video, I might get paid with either just that free product or with actual money and the free product, or maybe it is a discount code for you guys. So you guys get money off too. And I might make commission off of that, or I might not make commission off of that. So there's a lot of different ways that like influencers and YouTubers can make money. And that's obviously how they do it. Bigger YouTubers, they've spilled the tea that they make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more money off of, you know, paid content or like sponsored content than they do off of just like monetization on their ads. Like if you've watched the truth or dream, videos from like Alicia Marie and Remy and everything like that in a couple of different ones they've talked about the kind of money that they've made and literally I'm talking thousands of dollars for just an Instagram post 
hundreds and thousands of dollars of an Instagram post and talking about it in a YouTube video. But that's because they have the following to do that. Once you have a million, 10 million followers on YouTube, that brand is, of course, paying you to advertise, which is crazy to think that, of course, this is a relatively new thing. But it's so smart for brands because you're you might spend money as a brand to advertise on TV or on a billboard or on radio or whatever it may be. And you just hope it's going to reach the right person and a certain amount of people and that you hope you make money from that. However, like signaling in on a specific person that so many people are following and that maybe they already trust is such a smart business move if you really think about it. Because for me as a brand, if I were to send, let's say I was making water bottles to Alicia Marie, who has what, like 8 million subscribers? I'm going to look right now. I'm probably really off. Oh, I was actually on. She has 8 million subscribers on her main channel. If I just send her, because a lot of the bigger YouTubers, they just get a lot of free product. Maybe they're not paid for everything, but not everything is required to be posted on YouTube. You know what I mean? So they might get a PR package and it's just kind of a friendly like, oh, here's a PR package. And they can either post that or not. Like they can decide that. If I just send her a water bottle that she loves and maybe I only had to pay for like shipping and just hope you just hope that she opens it on camera and she's like, oh my God, this is really dope. I'm going to like post a link down below. I have the possibility, of course, the odds aren't going to be this exactly, but I have the possibility of 8.21 million people buying my water bottle because that's how many people that follows her. And that would be the potential of people that would watch that video and want to maybe buy a thing that she was recommending. And in the grand scheme of things, in today's day and age, like TikTokers and YouTubers are the best kind of advertisement because that's what young people are watching. I haven't watched TV genuinely since I was like a kid. People are just watching Netflix and Spotify now. So even doing like Spotify ads or Pandora ads or the little ads that'll show up on if you just have like the the generic Hulu, like that would be better marketing than getting a commercial on TV right now if you're trying to market towards a young audience. And it's genius. I want to say the coolest brand that I've been sponsored by, at least in my own opinion, that I was really excited to get sponsored by was Princess Polly because to me, they were like a huge brand that the YouTubers that I watch that are huge work with and they get sponsored by them. So I'm like, oh my God, Princess Polly is like reaching out to me and like Adeline has worked with them. To be completely honest, I didn't make any money off of that. They sent me the clothes, which was like four or $500 worth of clothes that I got to pick out. And that was, you know, the extent of that. But for me personally, I was okay with that because I really wanted their clothes and I really wanted to try them out. So like for me, I didn't need the money. I was okay with that kind of brand deal. There are some brands that'll contact me and say, hey, we want to send you our product. Do you mind, you know, putting in your YouTube video? And then I'm like, oh yeah, sure. My rates are blank. And then they'll be like, oh, actually we're not looking to do any monetary things. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Bye. It's definitely a weird thing because some people still don't understand or they think it's weird that like I would get paid to try on clothes and show them to you guys. But like, <laughs> I mean, I fully don't even understand it. And it's weird to me to think that I live the life that I do. And it's not even that luxurious. It's just like, it's so crazy to me. So going back to your question, the most that I have been paid for in total, granted this brand deal, I guess you can say, is gonna be going on for like five or six months. Because essentially the contract that I've signed is like doing a video for them once a month for the next like six months. So in total, that brand is paying me $600 which to me is obviously like a fuck ton of money. Like I'm like, damn, that's crazy to me. But I genuinely really like this company and I really like this product and like I'm okay with that. But if you break it down, that's only a $100 per video, which would be maybe like a two minute like integration kind of thing, which isn't a ton because there has been brands that I've been paid like $200 to do for one video. But that would be definitely like my top kind of brand deal that I get now. 
This next question is, what is my ultimate goal with your channel? Like full time, just for fun, etc. And I kind of touched on this. Like, again, it would be really cool to grow and to, you know, expand our fun little family that we have here. But I don't really think that's even like my goal. My goal is just to enjoy myself, like have fun doing it, have fun editing. I don't want to put so much pressure on myself. I just want to have fun with my friends and make those memories and then post them because ultimately I started my channel for me and I never want to lose track of that because my channel is a virtual diary. I want to hang out with my friends and vlog it and make memories and then in 20 years look back on it. Like that is the goal of my channel is to show my kids or for me to look back on when I'm really old and like reminisce about the good days. And I think that's what's kept me going for so long because most people, at least nowadays in my opinion, they're starting channels or they want to be like lifestyle people or like Instagrammers or whatever because they want to make money and they get upset when a video or a post or a story doesn't perform well or it doesn't get a lot of views or whatever it may be. And I'm, I'm guilty of this, not to say that I'm not, but that kind of stuff kind of irks me because I'm like, why are you, why are you doing it? Like, it just makes me question their intentions. Like, are you only wanting to make videos and post Instagram posts to make money? Because I don't really want to follow you for that. I want to follow you to get a connection from you. And that's that's my goal is not the money. It's just the connection, the having fun, the commemorating, the making memories. Like all of that is what I want to do. And so when those views aren't there or the money's not there, what's going to keep me going? What's going to keep pushing me to continue to make content? It's that. It's that intention of having fun with it and making memories. That's what I always go back on. And I can see that with some people when they're starting out. They just want the views. They just want the money. And when that doesn't come quickly, they're going to give up and they're going to stop or they're going to feel defeated or they're going to feel worthless and useless. And that's not the case. It's just that you have the wrong intentions going into it. So, of course, you're not going to be met like YouTubers don't make money overnight. Most YouTubers, Alicia Marie, all these people have been doing it for 10 years. That's a lot of work. And even to think that the people that do blow up overnight, they're still putting in a lot of work. It's not easy. And so I always challenge people, if you want to start a channel or if you want to become an influencer or you, Instagram or whatever it may be, is to find a reason that you want to do it that's going to keep you doing it for X amount of time. That's not connected to making money. That's not connected to views. It's not connected to like your self-worth or anything like that. Because when those things aren't there, what's going to keep you making that content? And if it's nothing, then like, should you be making that content? I mean, to each their own, but like in my head, it's if I'm only doing it for the money, my audience would be able to see through that. And like, I can see through that as an audience member for some YouTubers and I just don't want to watch them. The next question is how to get brand deals or sponsorships when you have a small following. In my experience, I have never looked for a brand deal or a sponsorship. They have always come to me and they would just always email me. I've always listed my email, of course, in like my about page on my YouTube channel or at the bottom of each description box, I'm like, hey, for business inquiries, you can email this, whatever it may be. And I usually get reached out to by brands and they're the ones that are like, hey, we want to work with you and I decide. However, there are a ton of YouTubers that will reach out to brands that they want to work with. And so like, don't feel intimidated to do that. If there's somebody that you really want to work with, I mean, shoot your shot. Like it's always a no unless you ask. I just personally have never done that. I let them come to me right now because again, it's not really the goal of my channel. Like I'll do sponsorships if I really like the product or I at least want to try it because of course it is great side money, but I really haven't been adamant on like searching those out. I would say if you're small, maybe reach out to other small brands, maybe like Etsy shops or Instagram accounts that you really like, even if it's small Instagram clothing accounts or like lettering or like doodle pages. Like when you're doing collabs on YouTube and stuff, I always look at where they're at and where I'm at. Cause of course <laughs> this is the reality of it. It's like, you want it to be a transactional thing. Like you want it to benefit me and I want it to benefit you. 
And so do you have maybe around the same kind of subscribers than me? Because let's say if I have, like Alicia, 8 million subscribers, would she ever do a collab with me? Probably not, because what would that really gain her? But if I'm trying to collab with someone who maybe has the same amount or maybe even a little bit less or a little bit more than me, that would be a good transaction for both of us because it's introducing us to each other's audiences, which could in turn grow us. And we're at like the same place, if that makes sense. So if you're really small, I would maybe look out for other YouTubers with that amount or around there or different, you know, small businesses around there, Etsy shops around there, whatever it may be. To be completely honest, I just thought of this and that sounds amazing. And I kind of want to do that because I would rather help out a small business than like a big corporation. So maybe look for stuff like that. This question is really interesting. Do I ever regret starting my channel and what made me start it in the first place? So I do go through phases <laughs> of like regretting this channel, not because I don't enjoy it, but again, kind of like the secrets of things that you guys don't know about. It puts so much pressure on you to do certain things. I was talking about this with Griffin and Allison the other week. Like sometimes I wish that I didn't have my channel or even just didn't have my Instagram or anything. And I would just like move away and not tell anybody and just like live my life. Because sometimes I question like, this is a stupid question because I know the answer to it. But for example, like, do I like margaritas or do I like margaritas because that is now my brand on my channel and I need to like keep that going? No, I genuinely like margaritas, but it's certain stuff where I'm like, do I actually like white walls and white cabinets or is that just what looks best on camera for vlogging when we got this apartment? It kind of puts you in like an identity crisis at least for me and a lot of other YouTubers that have openly talked about this, I can't speak for everyone, but like there's just so many times where I've been like, who am I? What do I like? What do I do? And it even kind of baffles me where it's like some people obviously do things and not tell the world. Like I cannot fathom, for example, buying, like getting an apartment and not doing an apartment tour or like moving in vlogs and like showing you guys that process. Or like even if I buy clothes, it's so hard to not do a haul of that. Or even now I go grocery shopping and I'm like, oh my God, this is what I got from the grocery store. Like it, it's so hard to put into words, but I actually cannot imagine just doing things, period. There's always an asterisk for me. Like I have to put it on my stories or I have to take a picture of it or I have to vlog it or, ooh, if I buy this shirt, will that look good in a picture? Or like, what should I wear today? Ooh, I just wore that yesterday. Or like, it's just little things that I didn't know would affect me when I started this channel and like I wish that it didn't and so in turn I kind of wish I didn't start my channel sometimes because I would love to just kind of live a normal life and what's also kind of mind-boggling is that I'm obviously a very small YouTuber and I already feel this like I can't even imagine being an Alicia Marie with 8 million subscribers and like not knowing who I am or what I like or what I do. Imagine buying a house. Like again, how do people just, my sister just bought a house and literally nobody knows that because she's just living her life. And to me, that's fucking crazy to just live your life. That is a foreign concept to me. And it's either like you understand or you don't, but I wish that I didn't have to do that sometimes. And I know I don't have to, that's kind of a contradictory statement. I know I don't have to, but like the weird things that YouTubers do, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like totally disconnects you from reality and it's it skews everything 
The second part of that question is what made me start in the first place. If I'm talking about my channel now, it would be because I started a blog my freshman year, which is my drifting desk, which is of course where all of this came from. And there were some blog posts that I would write that I thought would be easier to explain in video, like how to do something or like a DIY or whatever it may be, or like my dorm tour, rather than posting 27,000 pictures, I would rather just be like, here's my dorm. So I started the channel basically to just help the blog. And then I would be able to embed those videos into my blog. I never, ever, 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 ever saw myself ever being like a YouTuber or doing videos. I only made videos that would help out a blog post. And then that basically switched. And then come my like junior year, I want to say, I stopped blogging and really dove into more of the video stuff, which I like better. I do like writing and I, I miss my blog sometimes, but I genuinely just don't have time for that right now. <laughs> do YouTubers actually use the products they are sponsored by? Of course, I can't speak for every YouTuber. I will say that I like to think that the YouTubers that I watch do, but I do know that there are YouTubers out there that don't. I would say at least like what Remy and Alicia have said a lot is like they get way more than what they show on camera and they only show on camera stuff that they actually like or stuff that they've tried and like at least feel indifferent about and like, yeah, cool. This is, um, yeah, it's normal. It's a fine product, but there's so much stuff that like they get that they don't show on camera that obviously they don't like. So it makes it look like they're really promoting a lot, but they are really only promoting stuff that they're at least, you know, liking, if that makes sense. And I can even attest to some of that because the amount of emails, I usually wake up every day with like 20 emails of companies that want to send me shit. And it's a lot of like random companies. I honestly don't think half of them are even real. I just don't even look into them. Companies want to send me random stuff that I won't use. And so I don't do that sponsorship. So I've definitely turned down a ton. I know that other YouTubers have turned down a ton because they only want to you know accept things that they like or that they'd be willing to try because of course there are some brand deals that like I've never even heard of that I do because I want to try the product but in the end I'm not going to post it unless I like it for example there was a brand deal that I did a little bit ago that they sent me two different things that they wanted me to talk about in the video I told them straight up that was like hey I tried this other thing for two weeks and I don't like it and so I don't feel comfortable making the video and like I signed a contract and everything but I was like you know what like I don't believe in this thing so I don't want to do the brand deal for that thing and they were like for the most part understanding of course I'm sure they were probably a little bit aggravated and I just sent the product back and it was like I wiped my hands of that and that I'm sure happens a lot for other YouTubers. That was really the first time that it's happened for me. That's usually within the contract is like, hey, I want you to try this thing. And if you like it, then we can do the brand deal. Because of course, what's also bad is it seems like YouTubers only promote the best things and like they love everything and they promote everything. But to think about it, obviously a brand doesn't want them to badly promote them. Like that would be bad business. Why would you pay Alicia Marie to talk shit about your brand? So there's usually within those contracts of like, hey, we want to send you, let's say this face wash and I want you to try it for 30 days. If you like it, I would like for you to talk about it in this video and I will pay you this amount of money. And then Alicia will say, sure, she'll try it in 30 days. And if she doesn't like it within that contract, she can't post about it because they don't want her to say bad things about the brand. Now, in my head, obviously, there's like pros and cons to that. I would like to hear that that, you know, is bad. But I can see from like a business standpoint that like, obviously, they don't want her to talk bad about the company. And maybe Alicia will bring that up later in some other video. But that I have seen that in my own contracts of like, hey, you can only talk positive about these products if you like it. And sometimes that's red flags and you don't want to do brand deals with that thing. But also like as a business, I can I can understand. But that's where, you know, our choice also comes in is I'm not going to do the brand deal unless I like them anyways. So at the end of the 30 days, if I don't like that, I'm not going to do the brand deal anyways. And then, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's a toss up and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But I genuinely think that at least the YouTubers I watch like the products that they 
promote, but I cannot speak for everyone. How many things in vlogs are done just for show? Again, I cannot speak for everyone, but at least in my vlogs, like there's nothing that's really for show, but there are some times where I'm like, hey, I wanna go do this thing for this video. And Vlogmas is definitely a, a testament of that because you have to do stuff for 25 days. There's no one in their right mind that does interesting shit for 25 days in a row. Like, how am I supposed to come up with 25 days of content? So yeah, there are some things that are on my schedule to film for Vlogmas that like I wouldn't normally do if it wasn't for Vlogmas, but that's because I need something to do for 25 days, if that makes sense. The next question is, do people in my life judge me for my job as a YouTuber? In my life, I don't think so. At least now with me, I'm not even big, but of course some people think I'm big. To a normal person, like 35,000 followers obviously is a lot and sounds like a lot. But to me being a YouTuber, it's like nothing to me because I'm used to seeing subscribers of like 8 million, 10 million and stuff like that. But I would say when I was like really, really, really small, like, you know, obviously in the hundreds or even like the thousands of subscribers, people weren't as accepting of it. Or when I told them that I did it, they were just kind of like, oh. And now when I do it, because it's always that question, like, oh, you do YouTube? YouTube, how many followers do you have? And then I have to tell them. And it's like, one, why does that matter? But two, now that I have more of a following, when I tell them the 35,000, then they're like, oh my God, like, that's so cool. Like, tell me more. What do you make videos about? But when I'm like, oh, I have 300, they're kind of like, oh, that's cool. And then they move on kind of stuff. So I think there's a weird thing about like, obviously how many followers you have, how popular you are. It's kind of, I don't know. It's obviously ridiculous and I don't like it, but I don't have anybody in my life that like makes fun of me for doing YouTube. As Griffin had put it previously, I think like yesterday, he was like, most kids growing up, especially even myself, dreamt of being YouTube famous. So, like a lot of people in our generation like are really interested in this and like are really like, oh my God, no way you do this thing. But I would definitely say someone like the adults, of course, think it's really weird. Do I need to have a semi-interesting life to be a good YouTuber? No. I used to think the same thing. And I still think that again now. I mean, especially with Vlogmas, I'm like, I'm boring. I'm not doing anything, but people still like it. I think that there's an audience for everyone genuinely. Like if you want your whole YouTube channel to be doing a mukbang every single day of eating food and just talking, there's people that are going to watch you for that. Like you don't have to be really interesting. You don't have to have an interesting life for people to want to watch you. Genuinely, I think it's more about the person than what they do. And that's what I've started to learn because genuinely it's like what you guys have been telling me is you want to watch me and my vlogmas is because they are real and because you guys like me and that you like love me and you just want to see what I'm doing and like you would watch me do anything and like you guys just like me as a person so you want to watch what I'm up to and I genuinely agree with that but if you want to make a YouTube channel and you're sitting here like my life's not interesting enough I don't care do it anyways because that does not matter why don't I post raw footage that's an interesting question because genuinely even like with this podcast episode right now it is at 55 minutes and 30 seconds if I posted this entire thing, you're just going to hear a lot of ums. You're going to hear a lot of breaks. I literally just went to the bathroom a little bit ago. So you probably would have heard the toilet flushing, hear me burping, hear me like, I don't know, sigh. Like you're just going to hear a lot of stuff that normal people don't want to hear. <laughs> so we try to like make it interesting for you guys to watch. Like if I've uploaded maybe one, if not two unedited vlogs and you guys seem to kind of like them, but I think you guys only like them every now and again. Imagine if every video I posted was unedited, you guys would be watching, you know, an hour or three hour long videos. Do you have time for that? No, at least I don't have time for that. And it's also just not entertaining with like today's day and age and, you know, Gen Z and all these things. It's like people don't have the attention spans for that. If something's not interesting and something's not happening every second, like most people are probably already clicked out of this podcast by now. If you just, I, I'm not going to hold somebody's attention for that long sitting in my bed doing nothing, saying, um, every three seconds, I need to cut that out or else that's going to annoy someone and they're going to click out of the video. There's like tons of different reasons why people edit, of course, 
But most of the time it's because when I edit a video, I usually have about an hour and a half of footage and I need to edit it down to like 10 or 15 minutes. I can definitely do another unedited video during Vlogmas and just see what you guys think of it. But like, I think it's boring. I mean, if I'm editing a video and I can't even watch the video myself through, then why would anybody else want to watch it? So I try to make it <laughs> interesting for myself to watch because then I know it's interesting for you guys to watch. But I guess like, what's your guys' opinions? Like, let me know on Instagram or on my DMs or something. Like, do you like raw footage? Do you want more unedited stuff? Like, would you rather just see genuinely footage or do you like having quick cuts and the time lapses and more of like the edited stuff. I'm curious. What are other people's attitudes towards vlogging in public? I talked about this in my like Starbucks vlogmas. In Ohio, people look at me like I'm fucking crazy. They're like, why the hell does this girl have a camera? Why is she talking to herself? This is weird. I've definitely had people ask me in public, like, what's the camera for? And I'm like, mind your business, okay? Like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But I feel like if you're in LA where all the YouTubers live, nobody questions that. So I think it's definitely dependent on where you're living. But most people are just very confused. But most people aren't going to say anything to you. And they might give you like a weird look. I've only had one person, maybe two, ask me like, what's the camera for? Most people will just mind their business. But it is embarrassing when that happens or it's embarrassing when people stare at you. But honestly, the more that I've thought about it, it's just like, I'm just going to do me. Okay. Like if people want to stare at me, that's totally fine. I'm never going to see this person again. I don't really care at this point. It's embarrassing for a hot second and then I move on. What is something that I have to do as a YouTuber but don't necessarily want to do it? This is gonna sound really dumb and of course you don't have to do this, but for example, when Griffin and I went apple picking and then we went pumpkin picking, we very well could have done that in the same day. But of course with YouTuber stuff in life, I decided to do that two different days so I could have two different videos, two different content and stretch that out. And even like taking pictures, Griffin was like, oh my God, here's the pumpkin patch. We can take pictures in here. And I'm like, no, we have to wait until next time. So we're in different outfits and people think we're doing it on a different day and blah, blah, blah. Like little stuff like that. It doesn't matter, but like it, it does for whatever reason. And so like trying to stretch out your content or like do as much stuff as you possibly can, but also making it either look like you're not doing it on the same day or having to do it on different days to just get more content, especially with like outfit repeating and stuff. Like one, I don't have a lot of clothes, so I'm going to outfit repeat a, a lot, but I genuinely try not to, even though I don't buy clothes, but I'll just try to wear different shirts like every day of the month. So when I'm posting pictures, like I'm not wearing the same stuff, but normal people wear the same shit. Have I ever had fake friends? I would say yes. Literally all the time. Elementary school, middle school, high school, college. Yes, 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 yes. But I wouldn't say because of YouTube, thankfully. Like nobody really in my life is like, I want to be on your channel. I think that would be different if I had like 8 million subscribers. But because I'm so small, like people aren't trying to like be my friend for clout. I would hope not. Griffin makes fun of the fact that he is. He can't wait to be like a YouTuber boyfriend and just not have to do anything and live off of my money. But that's just a joke. So thankfully I haven't really had to deal with that because of my YouTube channel, but of course I've had fake friends. What is one good thing about being a YouTuber that no one talks about? Interesting. The first thing that comes to my mind, I mean, I feel like people talk about this though, but like for me specifically is having all of this documented. Like it's going to be crazy to me to look back on this in 20 years and see me moving into my sophomore dorm, Griffin and I moving into our first apartment when we're buying our house. Our kids can literally look back and like see us dating. Like I, to me, that's the most valuable thing. And it brings me so much fulfillment and joy to know that I have all of these memories saved. Like if, if YouTube literally just deleted its whole website tomorrow, I guarantee you I would have a full-blown mental breakdown. Like I would snap to just see all of my memories gone. Like that is the most important thing to me. It's so cool to have that. How did you start to think about your brand? That's interesting. And genuinely, I haven't really thought about my brand until the past like maybe two years because my quote unquote brand was all 
basically center around my blog. Again, I only really made videos to go along my blog and then I was mainly a college YouTuber. Hey y'all, what is up? It is Marissa Nicole and welcome back to my drifting desk where I help you conquer college. And that was my brand, you know what I mean? So it was just college videos and I didn't really have to think anything more of that, but I was already in college. So it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't like hard, but now being graduated, I've had to kind of, I guess, rebrand myself to more of like a lifestyle or just like a vlogger kind of channel. I don't think I've really honed in on that though. To be completely honest, I think I'm still figuring that out for myself. But if I'm thinking of it in the sense of even just like podcasting or social media, whatever it may be, I just try to think about like, what do I want people to take away from watching my videos? Or what do I want people to walk away with after hearing me talk? Or what kind of life lessons do I want people to learn? What kind of message do I want to pull across? That would be like my main starting brand because then I want to make sure that I emulate that in every Every podcast episode or Instagram post or YouTube video like what am I bringing to the table that's valuable for people and what kind of message do I want to portray and then I kind of dive into like well what kind of like editing style do I want and like color palettes and like fonts all of that goes into branding and that's the stuff that I haven't really honed in on I've changed a lot and I do different intros every year and like blah 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 but I think as a whole my like brand as a person has stayed consistent and like my message that I like to pull across to people but the actual nitty-gritty of like my brand as Marissa Nicole obviously even just last year changed, but I, I was still my drifting desk until like last year. So I'm even just rebranding myself and my channel as my name rather than a college channel, which has been really different for me. How do I manage being a YouTuber and still having a job? That one is a hard one. I honestly think that being a YouTuber and being in college was much, much harder than being a YouTuber and having a job. Granted, I don't really have a full-time job right now. It was harder during the summer when I had a full-time job, but I still was able to pump out like two, three videos a week, which was fine. But my job now is not full-time and I'm kind of working from home, which has made it a lot easier. But I would say if someone's like a nine to five in the cubicle office kind of person, it's going to be really hard to run a successful YouTube channel because of course when you get home you're tired like you don't want to film it's also probably dark you can't film really you're only gonna be able to film on the weekends and then those are the days that you're wanting to relax like that's what I ran into when I was working full-time but genuinely having a YouTube channel during college was so much harder because I feel like I was so much more busy because I was in a sorority I was in college I had finals I had exams I had midterms I had papers that I had to write I had sorority events I had to go to like I felt like my plate was so much more full in college and I still you know, manage that shit, which is a shock to me. So I think that having less on my plate has obviously made it easier, but the dynamic of having a full-time job is still just different. How did I become known on YouTube? How long did it take for you to gain your following? Well, like I said, I started my channel my freshman year, so that would have been 2015, and I really did not start to gain followers, I want to say, until two years ago. Let me double check. And I could really pinpoint where, because it took me about three, four years to gain like 4,000 subscribers, and then I was stuck at 4,000 for the longest time, <laughs> and I couldn't even tell you how I gained 4,000. Like, genuinely, I think it was because of my blog, because I did have quite a big following on my blog. And so when I would post videos on my YouTube channel and of course embed them into my blogs, but people would of course go, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. So it was really helpful to like already have, I guess, a following because they just kind of followed me from another platform over to my YouTube channel. But in 2019, I decided to do vlogist, I guess you could say, where I posted a video every day in August, like leading up to the school year, because of course my channel was college oriented. So every video was college oriented. I did like five different college shopping videos all in a row. I did like tips for commuters, school supply shopping, what you need in your backpack. Like I went through it all for the whole month of August, posted every single day. And within that month, I literally hit 10,000. So in one month, I gained so many. And then 
then from there, like I've always heard that your first like 10,000 or so is going to be like the hardest. And then it kind of slowly, steadily increases from there, which I do see true because I hit 10,000 and now it's been a little over a year and I'm at 35,000. And I think it's been more so of like a steady growth because those videos that I posted during August have had like 300,000 views and that's nowhere near my normal view count. So like I wouldn't say it's luck because of course that was a lot of work and I intentionally did that. Like I planned to post every day with hopes of like helping and growing and everything like consistency for sure like posting searchable content like what are people wanting to look for and the last question that I am going to answer today because this episode oh my goodness is already at an hour and 15 minutes of course I'm gonna like cut it down but it's it's too long (laughs) is do you find it difficult having your life on display how do you determine what's private sometimes I definitely do again we talked about this like sometimes I wish that I didn't have it on display and I just lived my life and I didn't have to worry about some things and I could just turn it off but I can't and honestly if we're gonna get like real right now because I'm (laughs) I'm actually kind of nervous to start talking about this right now but I'm genuinely thinking that you know only the real real people are like listening at this point and if people have probably already clicked off by now but to be completely honest like there are some stuff going on in my life that like I don't really want to share with you guys like haven't shared with you guys yet and it kind of makes me feel guilty that I'm not sharing it with you guys but like there's no reason for me to feel guilty but like Maybe little things like, you know, I was scared to tell you guys that I got a job as a door girl because I felt like a failure or like things that I would think about while I was in like high school and college was like, what if I were to get pregnant right now? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a normal thought that girls think about. But like with my life being online, like if I would, would I keep making videos through that? Would I get so much judgment from being like a person that's you know, pregnant in college and out of wedlock, like so many more things I feel like hit me harder because I'm on the internet than maybe a normal person. But not to say that like normal people wouldn't get, you know, backlash for stuff like that. But like I'd be open to it, you know, globally, essentially. I'm even thinking of it in the sense of like even just people that question their, you know, gender identity or even just sexuality. Like it's just so much, it's on a bigger scale than what normal people go through because if someone wants to like come out, maybe they only really have to come out to like their friends and their family and like everybody's really supportive and like loving of that. But if someone who has a following wants to like talk about that kind of stuff, like to think that like they're not obligated to, but if they wanted to, they would have to like essentially come out to like the whole world and like what do they do they just make a video on that like normal people don't have to do that like one coming out shouldn't even be a thing (laughs) we can I digress on that but like normal people don't have to do that they don't have to tell an entire like universe or like social media platform about stuff that they're dealing with internally and that's that's kind of crazy to me so like that is that's kind of what's difficult is there's some stuff of course that like you guys don't know and you will never know and then there's some stuff that like I'm just not ready to talk to you guys about but it is difficult to have your life on display because at some point like I said previously it is hard to determine like what do I want to share and what do you guys want to know and then like do you guys deserve to know that thing because you know you've been in the loop in my life for so long like maybe but maybe not like it's it's a hard thing to balance because especially with such a bigger platform I hear about this with like the bigger you know YouTubers they're kind of like if I don't tell them something like they get mad at me but it's like I just don't want to talk about it but like people just feel so invested and you feel like you should know but I can I can feel that way because like Adeline went and got (laughs) a tattoo 
and her nipple pierced in like Mai's vlog and she hasn't even talked about it on her own channel and I've seen like sneak peeks of it and she hasn't even mentioned it so like at one point I'm kind of like I have no reason to but I feel hurt because I'm like are you not going to tell us that you have a freaking tattoo but like she doesn't have to tell us so it's like I, I feel it as a viewer but then I also feel it as a creator because once you watch someone for so long you do feel invested in their life and you feel like you should know or you want to know or like whatever it may be and then it, you kind of take it personally if they don't tell you that thing kind of like a friend and I like to think of all of you guys as like my best friends and friends and and so that's why I take it kind of personally even with myself of like I feel guilty if I don't talk to you guys about stuff it is hard to have your life on display sometimes especially when you're going through like existential crises or like identity crises or just like questioning things that like normal people wouldn't have to explain to the entire world essentially I kind of like that we ended that on a deep note and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of like I guess learning some tea or you know answering some questions that you guys have if you guys want to do like a part two to this like please let me know I'd love to do one at least on my channel too because I feel like people would love that on the channel but I wanted to at least like share some tea of me going through vlogmas right now and to be honest the entire time that I've been recording this because I've been recording for an hour and a half I've been stressed because I know it's 4 30 right now that when I'm done with this, I'm going to have to edit this episode and it's going to take me a while and I still have to vlog and then I'm going to have to edit today's vlogmas and get it back up. And I'm also recording that other video that I told you guys about, which I'm going to have to finish recording. Like the list never stops when you're a YouTuber. Not that it ever stops in the real world either, but like, damn. <laughs> but I will catch you guys next Margarita Monday. Bye. We just won the party, call me tequila shawty.